from higher education ministers in the EU. Um, in that communique, they said, enhancing the quality and relevance of teaching and learning in higher education is the main mission of the European higher education area. Now, given that teaching and learning was largely ignored in the early days of the Bologna process, for someone like me who researches learning and teaching in higher education, this is amazing. It's the main mission. The thing I think is really important is suddenly important to policymakers. What a world of possibility that opens up. But then immediately, I think about the challenges of that. What do they mean by quality? What do they mean by relevance? If they take, if they take quality to mean league tables, then I can understand the attraction of that. League tables talk across contexts. They're easily read. They have high resonance to many audiences, to policymakers, to students, to wider societies. But equally, the problems with um, league tables, both international and national, are equally known. They take incomparable measures. They put them together in a single score. They do strange things with their weightings. Okay? And they rank institutions in orders, and huge difference in rankings can have absolutely no statistical difference. And this is nothing new. We all know this is a problem with higher education league tables. More problematically, they reinforce priv privilege. So the institutions who are always at the top of higher education league tables always take a higher proportion of privileged students. Work that William Locke did um, with John Richardson, looking at the compilers of higher education league tables, they were quite upfront about the way in which they compiled these league tables. They would say, well, we don't just look at the evidence. You know, we know what the good universities are. So if the good universities aren't near the top, we give it a bit of a tweak to make sure it gives us the right answer. You know, and Peter Ashworth once did a great paper about people will only accept league tables that match with their preconceptions of what a good higher education is. Because we all know what that is, don't we? And so there's a complete circularity in league tables that actually means that less privileged students who have access to less privileged institutions actually internalise this. And in um, research that I did with Monica McLean and Andrew Rabbis, we looked at sociology courses, two of which were always ranked in the top third of league tables, two of which were always ranked in the better third, in, in the bottom third. Well, better third's an interesting slip by me there. Um, <laughs> is, but what we found is that one of the highly ranked ones was very high quality, one of the lowly ranked ones was very high quality. So it's not even that league tables are topsy-turvy, it's just that they tell us nothing useful about quality, and yet students internalise this. So in the um, university we gave the pseudonym diversity to, where there was a very high quality course, where students were engaging with sociology in powerful ways, the students would say, well, I'm doing really well, but it doesn't really count because it's diversity. So that sense of how league tables reinforce inequality make them a very problematic measure of quality. Other measures that have been used have um, recently with the OECD in their assessment of higher education learning outcomes project, where you say, okay, given the problems of league tables, let's look at what students can actually do and focus on the learning outcomes. And again, that seems an initially promising idea. But the second that becomes a comparator, the question becomes, what do you compare? And where Hello has ended up is in compari comparing generic skills. Now, as far as I'm concerned, what's higher about higher education are the powerful transformative relationships that students develop to, no to knowledge. 
They're not about generic skills in that sense, in that very limited sense. And so if we allow measures that are comparable to take over, so what, it, what can be compared, what can be measured, becomes more important than what is valuable about higher education, then we're going to lose more than we can gain. So my sense here of where we might go as a higher education research community has four elements to it. First of all, we need to be critical. We need to challenge the focus on the measurable. We need to show the work that the simplifications of policymakers does. We also need to show how their proxies actually distort what we're looking at. But equally, we need to recognize we do this ourselves. To research the world, we simplify it too. And the paper that her own generously mentioned earlier that I did with Karen Smith, we looked at how policy texts are used in higher education research. And generally, higher education just uses policy as this catch-all word without properly engaging with policies. So in being critical, we need to turn the lens on ourselves and be as critical of our own work as we are as the work of others. But we also need to be constructive. We need to take the concerns of policymakers, of students, of our institutions seriously. We can't just dismiss them through critique and say, okay, well, you're suffering from a nasty bout of false consciousness. Let me show you why you're wrong. It's not good enough. You know, we need to develop alternatives that help to address their concern, but show them other ways in which they might think about them. And critique's crucial, but it's not enough. And in engaging in constructive dialogue, we need to re recognise that our own views will change. This isn't us about us telling other people what higher education is. It's about us joining with them and learning with them about how they see higher education and how we might put these things together collectively. And so that brings me on to my third point, which is about the, where, where we're focused on higher education is in relation to collective bodies of knowledge. And with the impact agenda that was mentioned earlier, there's great pressure for us to think of ourselves individually. Individual case studies of powerful researchers who ask serious questions and make an impact on the world. It's not how impact works. We contribute to collective bodies of knowledge, and those bodies of knowledge have the potential to have impact. Who would listen to any single study? Any single study might be an outlier. It's what we do together and how we come together that makes a difference. But we also need to recognise these are global bodies of knowledge. I feel there's been a lot of focus about how bad things are in the UK, but higher education is global. We need to think about how our knowledge of UK systems or European systems or African systems match with other people's experiences of higher education. And we also need to accept that our experience isn't the only experience. But we don't stop there. We don't just say, OK, so there's different experiences. We think about how we can bring these together and how we can systematise knowledge. Because that's what higher education is best at. It's systematising knowledge. Plenty of other places create new knowledge. But what the higher education, what the university does, is provides a systematisation of knowledge that renders it rendable to um, critique. That wasn't very good, was it? And finally, uh, and finally which is uh, quite a... Uh, quite an appropriate place to end up after that complete muck-up. We need to be courageous, okay? And I have a slight feeling that in some of the contributions that we've had today, there's a sense of, oh, you should have been here 50 years ago, mate. It was wonderful. You know, actually, we've got to accept that all our successes and failures are temporary. Our research is always in the process of becoming. If things go really well, then they won't in the future. 
if we're in the middle of something that seems incredibly challenging, then that's something that will change too. And we need to not underestimate the challenges of contemporary higher education, but we also cannot forget how desperate many people are around the world to gain access to the transformative and powerful knowledge of higher education. And in conclusion, it's the job of us as higher education researchers to work with others to advance knowledge, inform policies, and enhance higher education practices. And for me, the Society for Research in Higher Education has a continuing and crucial role in bringing us together so that we can be constructively critical and a courageous body of higher education researchers.